to the Joey Miller Podcast. I am so happy that you tuned in with us today. We have so much to talk about out of God's Word, and you are going to be blessed. But let me just remind you, before we jump in, don't forget to check out joeymiller.co for all sorts of resources, from merch to Bible studies to podcast notes to blogs. You will be blessed, so check it out today. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. If you're enjoying it and you want to share it with a friend, a great way to let us know is to like it, to share it, and to subscribe. So make sure you do that as well. Well, let's get into the Word together. We are going to be talking about muting the gossip. That's right. I said mute the gossip. There's a gossip girl inside of all of us that sometimes we have to make sure that we're keeping ourselves in check in this area. So many times in the Word of God, uh, the the early church was uh, facing problems that had to do with quarreling, backbiting, and gossip. And here's the thing. Unity is so important to God, unity within the church, that actually the Spirit of God dwells where there's unity. And so that means that when there's disunity, it's a big deal because it affects it affects how God's presence uh, can come into a place. And so when it comes to church, when it comes to relationships, when it comes to families, gossip and backbiting can really destroy uh, relationships within families, churches, and friendships. So we're going to take a look today at why we gossip. We're going to take a look at what the Bible says about gossip, and we're going to talk about how to stop gossiping. Because gossiping can be a habit. It could be um, even an addiction for some people. And many times, we don't even have an awareness that we're doing it. See, we come out of the world, and in our relationships, uh, like I've been saying on the podcast, should look different than the world's relationships, that we should have a standard that's different than what the world uh, defines as a normal relationship. Now, gossip is casual or unconstructed conversation or reports about other people, typically involving details that are not confirmed as being true. Half-truths. Uh, how many times have you been in the checkout line and saw a, a gossip magazine and and you'll hear like alien born to Angelina Jolie or something crazy uh, in, in the tabloids. But there's something in our human nature that's attracted to wanting to know the dirt on somebody or somebody wanting to see the behind the scenes. And whether we believe it or not, there's some reasons I think that we do this. The first is that it is our own nature and we have to daily crucify our flesh that in the natural you know we want to to know about these people we want to know the scoop on them but colossians 3 5 says this put to death therefore what is earthly in you sexual immorality impurity passion evil desires covetousness which is idolatry on account of these things uh, the wrath of God is coming. In these two once walked but you were living in them but now you must put them all away Anger, wrath, malice, slander, and obscene talk from your mouth. Do not lie to one another, seeing that you have put off the old self with its practices and put on the new self, which is being renewed into the knowledge of the image of its creator. And I love this because what that actually means there is that that word that's used is translated as a becoming. You're, there's a constant becoming now that we're putting off the old, and that's not who we are anymore, and we're becoming more and more like Jesus. And in verse 12, it says, Put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, 
humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another. And if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other as the Lord has forgiven you, you must also forgive. And above all of these things, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony and let the peace of God rule in your hearts. Indeed, you were called to be in one body. And, you know, right there, that sums up where that drive for gossip, for backbiting, almost for wanting to see other people fail. Uh, There's some sort of subconscious uh, self-justification that happens when we start to talk about people or we engage in conversations that uh, makes our flesh feel good. It like feeds the beast of our flesh. And God calls us, once we come to know him, to put away these things, to take off these things. And so many times we can justify it or we could say that's just what women do. We just talk. We just talk about people. Or maybe in the Christian circle, you uh, disguise it as, hey, sister, can you pray for so-and-so? Let me tell you what's going on. And, and we take it down that path. But I'm telling you, this is an area that we have to get right if we're going to move forward in seeing God's presence on display and, and if our relationships glorify God. So we do it because it's sinful. It feels good to us. We do it because we live in a society where we kind of feel entitled to know the details of everybody's life. I mean, think about all of the TV shows that we watch that are, um, you know, stories about people's lives, how they live, real Hollywood stories or, um, you know, desperate housewives or whatever that looks like. Uh, Our society has trained us to think that we're entitled to know what's going on in everybody's lives. So we're entitled to insert our opinions, almost as if we're watching entertainment, would you, when you, whenever we're analyzing someone else's life. And we're just waiting for that plot to thicken and something to happen. And, and but, but life's not a TV show. And, you know, even the way social media uh, portrays just relationships. You think that you should know everything about everybody at all times. But God doesn't call us... Uh, to have that kind of relationship. God calls us to live in a place where we're actually protecting each other, to actually live in a place where we want each other to win and not lose. You know, James 4.11 says this. It says, Do not speak evil against one another. The one who speaks against a brother or judges his brother speaks evil against the law and judges the law. But if you judge the law, you are not a doer of the law, but a judge. There is only one lawgiver and judge who is able to save and destroy. But who are you to judge your neighbor? Who are you to judge your neighbor? I love that because whenever we uh, try to gossip and get information That's what we're doing. We're trying to make a judgment upon them as if we were watching a TV show or if we were engaging in, you know, a story about their life. And the Bible tells us not to do that. Basically, he says, worry about your own life, worry about your own affairs and don't cast judgment on a brother or sister in Christ. Because the second that you do that, you're setting yourself up in a place of judgment that, that you're actually taking the place of God in that scenario. And a lot of times I find that that gossip goes hand in hand with those who are still immature in Christ. They're not growing in the things of God, that they're they're getting uh, caught up in in the childish ways of their own nature. And we see here that first Corinthians 1420, it says, do not be children in your thinking, be infants in evil, but in your thinking, be mature. Be mature. So, you know, the Bible is saying, look, 
if you're still engaging in these things, we're being like children in our thinking, that we're being immature, that we're, that we're still, uh, uh, we, we still have a lot of room to grow in our relationship with God. And so, you know, we don't want to be people who are immature, who give way to things like jealousy and envy and, and we stir up strife. No, the Bible says that blessed are the peacemakers, that whenever we sow in peace, we reap a harvest of righteousness. So we want to put away this immature thinking and start thinking uh, like adults in the Lord. We want to grow in our faith, grow in our relationship with God. And that yields uh, that that understanding that uh, I don't have to compete with my sister in Christ. I don't have to get the scoop on her. I don't have to want to see her fail in some weird way that would make me feel better about myself. No, I understand that we are called into one body. That means if she uh, is having a hard time, then then I need to be a support to her, that I need to speak life into her, that I don't need to talk about her. So we're going to take a look uh, at what the Bible says actually about gossip. This is the things that that the Bible says that gossip yields. And then we're going to dive into them in the word. Gossip betrays confidence. It stirs up conflict. Have you ever been around somebody who they just, you know, aren't at peace unless there's some sort of drama going on in their lives? There just has to be some sort of drama or they just don't know how to function. That's an old pattern of thinking. That's an old pattern of uh, functioning from. That if you're a Christian now, your life doesn't have to be in constant drama. You can actually learn to live in peace. But, but you know, in order to do that, you have to grow in your maturity. You have to understand, wait, you know, when I lived in the world, it was like, fighting, 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 fighting. But now that I'm a Christian, I could actually have a life that there's not drama and chaos all around me, that I can think about greater things. You know, I love the uh, quote by Eleanor Roosevelt. It says, small small minds discuss people, average minds discuss events, and great minds discuss ideas. Did you hear that? Small minds discuss people, but great minds discuss ideas. And maybe when you were in the world, all you had to talk about was other people. But now that you're in Christ, you could put those things away. You could talk about ideas. You could talk about God. You could talk about your dreams and your vision and what God is doing uh, in your life. We don't have to be someone who's always starting and stirring conflict and living in a place of drama. Another thing the Bible says that uh, gossip does is it separates close friends. It separates close friends. And so true how uh, the betrayal and and the backbiting causes separation in friendships. It gets down into our soul. And we're going to read a scripture about that. Whenever we gossip about somebody, it gets down into our heart, the way that we actually perceive them and feel about them. And and then all of a sudden, uh, you know, maybe we're treating them different or outside of what God has called us to treat them as. It gets down into your soul. It taints you. It taints you. When you when you engage and talk about somebody else, it, it, it taints a part of you that now you're not loving them purely. You're not seeing them purely anymore. It, it fans the flames of quarrels. It fans the flames of quarrels. Think about that. Whenever you're engaging in backbiting or false rumors or maybe even it's a truth, but, but you shouldn't be telling somebody else about it, you're actually a stirring up strife. And that's a big deal to God. That is a huge deal to God. First Corinthians 12 20 says, I'm afraid this is Apostle Paul talking. I'm afraid when I come to you, I won't find you as I want you to be. And you may not find me as you want me to be. I fear that there may be discord, jealousy, fits of rage, self of selfish ambition, slander, gossip, 
arrogance and disorder within you. The Apostle Paul is talking to the church in Corinth here, but this isn't isolated to this church. And many of the churches, the early churches that the Apostle Paul would start, he would have to go back and he would have to address the, the areas of quarrelsome fighting and uh, jealousy and discord and, and all of these things within them. Because even though now they're all Christians, now they have to learn how to treat one another. And, and so he understood that the unraveling effect that gossip and backbiting and quarreling could start within the church. It could actually undermine what God wanted to do through the church uh, of Corinth. So so we see here that, that Paul is so adamant about this. And think about that in your life today. If the Apostle Paul had to warn about it clear back then, how much more do we need uh, to live in that place of unity? That we're not going to be someone who stirs up conflict. That we're not going to be somebody who flams who fans the flames of quarrels in our lives. No, we're going to be people who are mature and seek peace. Proverbs 20, 19 says, A gossip betrays a confidence, so avoid anyone who talks too much. I had to laugh at this one because I'm not a, a talky person, maybe because of this principle. Um, you know, even on the phone, I'm like short and to the point. Um, and I think, wow, you know, it's so true. If you talk a lot, sin abounds. Sooner or later, if you're just talking to talk, there's going to be something, an opportunity that presents itself for you to go down a road where you are uh, talking wrongly about a brother or sister in Christ and how we have to really watch our mouths. We have to guard our words. And uh, we don't want to be someone who betrays confidence. We should actually be able to go to a sister in Christ and in, 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 in confidence share uh, the, the deep parts of our hearts. Maybe it's for accountability. Maybe you're sharing a dream. Maybe someone is having a hard time and they need you uh, to lean on during that time for prayer. But what happens is when we uh, define our relationships like the world, that causes us to isolate as Christians because maybe we have confided in someone in the past and it came back to haunt us and, and it came back in a way that hurt us. But so now we isolate and now we don't share and now uh, we think we have to do things on our own. And, and that's not the way that it should be, that we should be there for one another in those times in confidence. Proverbs twenty six twenty says, without wood, a fire dies down without gossip quarrels die down and so easily there it is to uh, fan the flame of the fire you know if two friends are upset or they call you and say what do you think about this and 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 for you to engage and take on that emotion with them and, and fan it but as a as a woman of God as a child of God he actually calls us to snuff it out he calls us to speak peace in that situation and we're going to get into that in just a minute because, like I said before, so many of us do this without even thinking about it. It's become a bad habit. It's be become just a pattern that we lived our lives as before we knew Christ. And it just kind of like crept back in or it seeped over into the church. And it's got to stop. We've got to put a mute on gossip. We've got to put a mute on backbiting and talking bad about our sisters in Christ. And we actually need to be people who are speaking life. So how to stop gossip? How do I stop doing this? I want to, but I don't know how. Well, I'm going to tell you how. First of all, Galatians 5 talks about the fruit of the Spirit. And that the fruit of the Spirit is what naturally is produced in our life as we're serving God. And one of the fruits of the Spirit is actually self-control, self-discipline. And because of, of the Holy Spirit's work in you, you now have the ability uh, to step back and say, you know what? No, I'm responsible for my words. 
I'm responsible for my words. And that's the first revelation that really has to occur is I am held accountable for what I say. That uh, I can't just fly off the mouth and, and say whatever I want. I can't just uh, vent my opinions. I can't just air my attitudes on display through my words. But I am actually responsible for what comes out of my mouth. And I have to use, I have to allow the, the Holy Spirit to produce self-discipline in me. Listen, if someone tells me that they're a Christian and they've been a Christian for a long time, yet they are not producing the fruit of the Spirit, especially in the area of self-discipline, it makes you really wonder uh, how much time are they spending with the Lord because he's equipped and empowered you uh, to walk uh, in the area of self-control. Proverbs ten nineteen says, uh, and we re- we read this uh, in a different uh, version of Proverbs twenty nineteen. It's kind of saying the same thing here in Proverbs ten nineteen again. It says, "When words are many, transgression is not lacking, but whoever restrains restrains his lips is prudent." I love that. It says, "Whoever restrains his lips." is prudent that God actually gives us the self-discipline to hit the mute button and and even if we think it we shouldn't let it come out of our mouth we should take that thought captive to the obedience of Christ and it's easy to get caught up in the moment it's easy to get uh, pulled into the drama but it says we have control to restrain our lips to to be somebody who who uh, speaks life and not death I want you to turn with me in Ephesians Chapter 4, really quickly here. Ephesians 4. And we are going to see verse 29 through 32. It says this. Let no corrupt talk come out of your mouths, but only such is good for building up as it fits the occasion, that it may give grace to those who hear. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you along with malice. Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. It actually says that we actually grieve the Holy Spirit of God whenever we let corrupt talk come out of our mouths, whenever we gossip, whenever we talk about somebody uh, in a way that is, is not Uh, edifying it actually grieves the holy spirit did you realize that that your relationships even with other women within the church maybe even other godly friendships i'm not even talking about friendships of the world uh, because they don't know better i'm talking about even within the church women as women we grieve the holy spirit whenever we talk that means that we can't be in a prayer meeting and and for me to say to you oh my gosh did you hear what happened blah, 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 blah. okay let's pray no the holy spirit has been grieved in that moment and so you know i love this because it says that we need to be kind to one another tender-hearted forgiving one another that we need to uh, as romans 8 talks about to really love one another and the bible says that actually love actually protects love doesn't air our uh, wrongdoings it doesn't air our weakness but love actually protects and I think about in the book of James uh, 4 11 like we talked about you know just just not putting ourselves in that place of judgment not but but yielding grace yielding mercy to our sisters in Christ to pull them up if they are down uh, not to, to push them down further with our words not to kick them while they're down but to pull one another up up and uh, you know I was thinking about the book of James where it says that can uh 
can cursing and blessing come out of the same mouth? That that one minute we are blessing God and the next second we're cursing our brother or sister in Christ. And it shouldn't be that way. It should not be that way. We should be consistent in our love for one another. So I want to go over some quick questions that you can ask yourself to make sure that you're staying in alignment with your conversations, that you're muting the gossip, that you're speaking life over your sister in Christ. And some of these questions are, would I say it to her face? If I had the opportunity and she was sitting right in front of me, part of this conversation, would we still be having this conversation? If the answer is no, push the mute button. Number two is, does it build up and encourage? Is what I'm saying building someone up and encouraging them or is it going to be talking about them in a way that's tearing them down so that I feel better about myself? If it's not encouraging, push the mute button. Does it honor? Does it show honor? And, you know, like I said before, the Bible says that love protects. In 1 Corinthians 13, one of the things that love does is it protects. And so, uh, you know, even on social media, I've seen even wives uh, gossiping or backbiting about their husband on social media to almost rally troops and to get people to take their side. And but and I, it would always just really bother me because I thought if you're loving your spouse, love protects. My spouse doesn't get on social media and air all of my mistakes. No, he protects them. I protect his. That's what love does. It protects. So if it's if it's not going to honor, if it's not going to protect, it's not love. And you need to press the mute button. Next, number four is how would we feel if someone spoke about us like that? Put yourself in the other person's shoes. How would you feel if you found out that uh, your friends or somebody in the church was talking about you like that? Would you like it or not? If you don't, yes, you, you're right. Press the mute button. And, and, you know, there's different ways that we can um, avert or retrain ourselves and uh, the people around us that we're not gossiping. Be a positive influence on your friends. Be someone who stands up and says, you know what, we're not going to act like this anymore. You need uh, to be an example in your group of friends uh, of what a godly woman says and what her her, uh, speech sounds like for education, lifting up, building up. And so one of the things that you can do, a tool that you can use is uh, redirection. Redirect the conversation. If you're talking to somebody and something comes up, your flesh is going to be like really wanting to know. Like, I really want to know, but, but you know, I'm going to redirect. I'm choosing to walk on my new nature. And I'm going to say, you know what, let's, let's talk about something else. You know, I, I have been in her shoes or, or, you know, I can't even imagine what she's going through. Let's just move on the conversation. Um, and, and so it's easy to redirect. So uh, another thing that you could do is that you can just be honest and respond and say, you know what, I'm really not comfortable having this conversation. Uh, I don't really want to talk about this. It's not really any of my business. And in doing that, uh, you're being bold to step up and say, you know what, I'm drawing the line right here. I'm not going to have engaging conversations about this. One, one quote that I always love is if they're talking about somebody to you, why is that? That you're allowing it, that there's a like, likeness of spirit that's coming together there. So you just need to sometimes put down the line and say, no, you know what? I'm not someone who gossips. I'm, I'm not your girl to come to for that. I'm, I'm not going to engage in that. And when you start to redirect and retrain yourself and your peer group, your friends, 
that you're not one who engages in gossip. You are actually uh, standing up for what's right, that you're sowing peace. You're, you're being a peacemaker in that situation. So make sure you put a mute on the gossip. Make sure that you use your speech to edify and lift up, that it's a reflection of a godly woman. A godly woman doesn't gossip. A godly woman doesn't backbite. A godly woman uh, takes things to the Lord and, and has a small group that maybe she goes to for accountability and prayer. So retrain, redirect, do an inventory over your words and think, and is what I'm saying pleasing to the Lord? And is it pleasing to my sisters in Christ? And if not, don't say it. Well, I hope this was helpful to you today. We're going to see God's presence move in great ways as we continue to walk in unity and love for each other. Remember, press the mute button, and I'll talk to you next time on the Joey Miller Podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Joey Miller Podcast today. I pray you were blessed by God's word. I pray that the Holy Spirit was speaking to you and ministering to you, that his grace is empowering you to be everything that you're called to be. Well, until next time, I'll see you on the Joey Miller Podcast.